0: Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace. Strengthening the Saints against Islam's assault on North America. Welcome back once again to the Corner of Truth and Courage. This is Tom Wallace. We've been covering the history of Islam, the expansion of Islam. We've been going through a number of lessons. If you've missed any of these lessons, we've started all the way back with the Prophet Muhammad We've covered the scriptures of Islam, folks, there's more than just the Quran, there's the Hadiths, and then there's the Sirah, Uh, we put them together, we call that the Sunnah, those were the words of the Prophet Muhammad, and you cannot interpret the Quran without the Sunnah, so it's an important part of the scriptures of Islam in interpreting the Quran, the words of their God, Allah. And so we did a week of lessons on that. We did a week of lessons on the Sharia, and now we're dealing with the expansion of the Islamic world after Muhammad. We did two lessons. We just finished that yesterday on the Rashidun caliphs, the the followers, the first four caliphs, the successors or the emperors who followed Muhammad. Now we're moving into the different dynasties. And uh, we lead off in the year 661, and it will last for about 89 years to the year 750. It's known as the Umayyad Caliphate. And the Islamic headquarters moves from out of Saudi Arabia to Damascus in Syria. And the person who's responsible for this dynasty is the man named Muawiyah. Muawiyah. He is a nephew of Uthman, who was the third caliph, the third successor after Muhammad. And he was appointed governor of Syria under Umar, the second caliph. And he, you know, took control of that area because he became governor. And then when Ali was killed, the Islamic caliphate fell apart. And he took over and moved the head, the seat of government uh, to Damascus. And uh, he expanded their holdings, their ground, their land and following uh, into the east, into India, into Afghanistan and as far west. Primarily, they really moved west, North Africa through Morocco, as far as west as Morocco, and then north into Europe, into Spain, in fact, the Muslims held Spain for about 700 years. They also took the old area of Anatolia, which you and I know today as Turkey. During this reign, the Umayyad reign, is when we had the Dome of the Rock built. So, this is about 70, 80 years after the death of Muhammad. And so that probably is one of the most memorable parts of this particular dynasty. During this time, their advancements of the written language in Arabic where it was really being developed. The first book ever written in Arabia was the Quran. So they were growing their knowledge and turning to the written form. The Arabs had never done that before. Very few people could read or write, even the Prophet Muhammad, known as the Unlettered One. And so they created also a currency and developed a taxation to expand their armies and holdings. They've been often criticized by other Muslim scholars of being too secular in their government and creating too much of a royal dynasty rather than the true Khalifa. The last two of the caliphs of this period suffered great military losses, namely the big battle in Europe as the Muslims marched out of Spain into France. They were met with an army from Charles the Hammer, Charles Martel. Sometimes uh, this, is, this battle is called the Battle of Tours. That's the bigger city, but it wasn't fought in Tours. It was actually fought in Poitiers. Now, I always make that point. Uh, because, um, well, I have a personal connection there. My wife's family is from Poitiers, and I've been there a number of times, stood on that battlefield, and that's where the Muslims were pushed out from gaining access into Europe. They dropped back down into Spain. As I said, they held that for 700 years. So the territory map, if you look at that, they had expanded uh, took, took over most of Persia, moving into Afghanistan, parts of India. But mainly, their major successes was in North Africa and going into Spain. Then we had the fall of the Umayyad period, and then we moved into uh, a reign of the Abbasid period. This was 508 years of reign starting in the year 750, going to 1258. And again, we had a move for the seat of government out of Damascus, out of Syria, which was a Christian nation before Islam. They moved to Baghdad. Uh, So they, they, they moved to Iraq in that area, and they set up their caliphate there. And Abu Abbas, was another clansman. All these people who were leaders were all clansmen, descendants out of the same tribe as the prophet Muhammad, out of the Quraysh tribe in Mecca. And so now we have moved the seat of government from at first under Muhammad. It was in Mecca, then it moved to Medina. Then from Medina, which is still in Saudi Arabia, they moved it north uh, to Syria, to uh, Damascus, And now it's in Baghdad in Iraq. And so uh, during this period of time is when Islam celebrates what they call the Golden Age. Now they want you to believe this was a thousand year reign. Well, the whole period of the Abbasid Caliphate only lasted 508 years. But the time that they probably expanded um, in knowledge and in critical thinking, their golden age um, really was about 70 years long. There was a caliph, and his name was al-Mamum. Al-Mamum is probably, in my estimation, in all my studies, I find him to be perhaps the most interesting of all the caliphs. Um, what's interesting about him is that uh, he really led the Islamic world into critical thinking, but it was short-lived. He was heavily criticized for it and actually banished. Uh, his. He was removed. Uh, my earlier studies and readings led me to believe that he was actually killed and, and not assassinated, but um, guilty of a crime And was killed for it, but I have come to understand that he actually was not executed, but rather banished, and his throne was removed from him. So uh, it was under Al Mamum that we have what we call the Golden Age of Islam. This was a brief period that welcomed in critical thinking, which cultivated intellectual and scientific developments, which in turn brought prosperity to the reign of the Abbasids up in Iraq, up around the Persia area. Now, he was a uh, half Persian. His mother was Persian. In fact, he said this, and I find this is a very interesting quote. He said, the Persians ruled for a thousand years and did not need us Arabs, even for a day. We have been ruling them for one or two centuries and cannot do without them for an hour. What was he admitting? He was admitting the advancement of the Persian society was so great, they, they had no need, that, the Arabs gave them nothing. The Arabs, there was nothing that they benefited from the Arabs. But now the Arabs ruled them. And they've been ruling them for about one or two centuries. But they cannot do without the Persians, without their advancements, without their intellectual thinking, for an hour. During this time, Al Mamun erected the House of Wisdom in Baghdad, where both Muslim and non-Muslim scholars came to translate and gather works of the world's knowledge. And this is when the Kufic script was developed. And during this time, this is the two famous Qurans that I've talked about: the Top Copy and the Sarmakon. That uh, the Muslims had claimed for years and years and years that these were Uthman Qurans written twenty years after Muhammad's death. Uh, clearly, they weren't written in Arabia. They're written in Kufic script, which was developed during this time period in Iraq in Persia. Um, it is true, and we do need to be honest about this: that there were some advancements by the Muslims during this time period uh, by Muslim scholars in mathematics and where we were brought the teachings of algebra from a man named Kitab al-Jabbar. Al-Jabbar, this is where we get al Jabra. And the term algorithm was derived from al-Kharazmi. And so these were Muslim men, but more than that, they were Persians. And it was because of the Persian culture. It really wasn't due to Islam that the Muslims had developed these skills. It was really due to Persia. And being taken over by Islam, these men became Muslim. Another um, perhaps credit that we could give to them is the intellectual and scientific advancements of distillation, credited to a man by the name of Jabbar ibn Haban. And in the arts, they gave us the beauty of calligraphy, certainly without a doubt. We can credit um, the Persian, or rather uh, perhaps Muslims, uh, for that. Another thing that we can credit them for literature they gave us a book that was originally entitled The Book of One Thousand and One Nights. When it was translated into English, we gave it a different name, The Arabian Nights. And finally, there's one last thing that we could probably credit this period of time. In this area where they had the House of Wisdom, it was believed, and through writings, we have records of about 800 doctors lived in Baghdad during this time. And one thing that they were able to, uh, an advancement in the medical world, they were able to distinguish the difference between smallpox and measles. Now that they gave us a treatment necessarily or a cure, but that they could, you know, um, discover that there was a, a difference. Now there are many different fallacious claims that they say that they invented, that the Muslim world invented during these times. Um, Which clearly, each of these claims, uh, we can find credit uh, to be given to people many centuries before. So this was the Abbasid period. Other, we'll close with this, uh, notable regional caliphates uh, was the, uh, the Savavid Caliphate, which moved it to Iran. And then, finally, the Ottoman Empire, which moved the seat of government to Istanbul, Turkey. And it came to an end in the year 1914, there at World War I. And so, this has been the history, the advancement of the Islamic world. And largely, it's been advanced through the sword. When we come back, in tomorrow's broadcast, we'll talk about how Muslims have been trying to come into the West... And we'll look into that. So join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.